This is a HeadGum Original. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Still to throw some shade. Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her. Time to drag her. Drag her. Guess what? You're listening to Drag Her, uh, uh, the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race Recap podcast available to you on the internet. Holy shit. Salam. The one and only, huh? <laughs> this is the only one. Did you know that, okay. Jackie? Now I know. Yeah, there's no others, which is like really upsetting to me and Rachel. Uh, and wow. we're here. This is a real Middle Eastern UN moment. We got Salam Akhlin, <laughs> Shabbat Shalom's. We got everyone here. So excited. <laughs> to have I think we're my- going to solve it, guys. I think I we're going to solve I it. Think, if we, we just it. put our heads together... Yes, yeah, I, I think they're really going to listen to our queer POV on this. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, yeah I, they really I, care so. what we think. We can we can affect policy. We can't. Well, the, the gorgeous voices you're hearing are that of uh, 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 season 12 royalty, both Rachel Bloom and Jackie Cox. <laughs> um, I, I, I refuse to be put in the same category as season 12 royalty. <laughs> I did a day of work. <laughs> I... I will. I am a season 12 uh, surf. You're yeah, that's very kind. And we and we are very gagged to have Jackie with us. I mean, just a fucking ray of sunshine. Drag excellence. Jackie. Salam. So we have Miss Georges walking in. I mean, look at this little buttercup. I, I met I met Georges uh, when I when I performed in Nashville and she is truly, really gorgeous. I mean, I she's mean, truly stunning. I love What's crazy about Nashville is there's so many big personalities at play Nashville, which is where she works, that she's so quiet. And so I didn't really have much of a sense of her personality until this episode Um, Mm -hmm. because she's, you know, there's some really, you know, there's some there's some big personalities in Nashville, which is amazing. But, you know, it's so great to see her shine here and she looks so good and she's so adorable. Yes. So cute. We live. So cute. I love a little tight cutie like this. I mean... I'll, I'll make sure to, we'll make sure we put that on your profile. <laughs> she literally looks like a college boyfriend I had or I was like, oh, yeah, I love a, live for a short king. Love a short king. <laughs> we love we stand. I'm over tall. I'm over the, the, the um, over exaltation of tallness. I'm like, give me give me a short king. But she looks I've incredible. Never, this look is a chirp. I've never been a height person. Like no. the height, height has nothing to do with anything for me. So. Yeah. Aren't you quite tall, though? Me? No, I'm 5'10", like Cindy Crawford. But when you met me, I was in heels. So, you know, I was probably That's why. I, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Which is that's actually, that's also rare and probably won't ever happen again. We actually got to, like, dance together. I forget if they show it, but at the end of the debate, we actually got to, like, come onto the floor together and dance. Yes, and actually at the, yes, it was the end of the, de- yes, yes. No, they never showed it, but, like, end of the debate, we danced together and the pit crew... And that was the first time that day that I remembered I was like really pregnant because I remember I was in these stilettos and I was twerking with a member of the pit crew. And then I went, oh no, I'm going to faint. <laughs> and I thought I was going to faint. I was like, what are you doing? You're twerking with the pit crew and you are 
fucking have morning sickness and you're pregnant. <laughs> but like, it was so, it was so fun. I don't think they show it any of it. Damn. I, I yeah. If anything, maybe a quick second, but yeah. Amaze. Uh, bring on the next girl. Okay. The next girl the is next Deja girl. Sky. Deja Sky. Sorry. My fucking VH1 is, is hard, is hard. Deja Sky comes in this pink polka dot thing, which I'll show y'all briefly. Uh, but she's Sorry, you should. I, we, we have to say that as you're saying this, there is just a preview for <laughs> Blue Bloods. That's what we're actually watching just because old ass I, I don't know Reynolds. what is happening with your ads uh, of you trying to replay this episode. It, they uh, keep playing like a five minute <laughs> ad for Paramount Plus while I'm trying to show you guys their entrance looks. Oh gosh. Okay. I mean, look, I think, I think, uh, this is, I'll be honest, not my favorite entrance look, mm. but, um, I think her makeup is beautiful and the hair is really pretty. I just, the main issue for me with this look is that the, um, the cream, uh, blouse either needed to be brighter or is it kind of, it, it's almost like kind of gray the way it's kind of, um, the sheerness of it looks kind of gray. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't love that. I think it either needs to be bright to match the bright white of the white polka dots on the pink bow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, her personality is so lovable and I think she looks beautiful. That's just like a very small thing. Also one of those things that it may look very different in person. Like the lights and the cameras, everything looks slightly different. And those workroom lights are bright. really different than the runway lights as well. So mm. things look very different in the workroom versus how they look on the runway. So right. Like, for example, I think the lighting in the little photo challenge, the outfit looked a little better. But in this in this entrance, I didn't love Deja's outfit. Yeah, I could see that. I'm scared to scrub forward, but because um, I think we're going to get more blue blood. God damn it. <laughs> I what scrubbed forward just... like a second and it immediately went to a Jack in the this Box is commercial. Ins- Wait, do you know this what, is you know, you know what you should do? This is insane. Well, I was going to say pause this and why don't you actually just pull up the looks on like a like just yeah. put like episode two entrance looks. And that's okay. probably the easiest thing. You're, so you're that- 100 percent right and that's just what is vh1 vh1 guys it was literally (laughs) previews for every show on paramount plus that was insane yeah they're pushing it hard kids um while you're pulling this up um found behind me is a is the outline actually for the latest tv show i'm working on (gasps) wow oh that's gonna be exciting i've i'm excited for this and that's so that's a pilot that i have with that if they like the pilot, it'll just go to series. Yes. So I'm working. That's what I. So like that was an idea I had when I was, I think when I was pregnant, or maybe when I was pregnant because I was reading a lot of science books because um, I wanted to learn about my body as I was pregnant. And then I was like, I want to do a sketch show about. The so like that's what I'm. I almost have this like backlog of ideas uh-huh. of stuff that happened when I was like pregnant that I'm like is now coming to fruition and shit. Do it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. I can't wait. Okay, here's the looks. Also, me on the bottom. <laughs> um, sorry, you were saying, I'm just, in case this helps our person edit it, that's why I said we're back. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I guess, yeah, we, we talked Deja Sky's look. It could be better. The nude bodysuit is okay. Okay. All right. But like, is it nude or is it white? That's what I think was a little confusing. Yeah, um, it's kind of white. That's white, yeah. It's kind of white. It would be, it would be nude if, if. If she were like a Swedish person who'd never seen the sun. <laughs> right. And I think right now the problem is that it's in between nude and white and you want it to either yes. be like a bright white blouse yes. or or matching her skin tone. And I think Jasmine Kennedy comes in next. She's very pageanty, but she's also a New York girl, question mark, Jackie? She is a New York girl. Um, yeah. Not, uh, uh, I, I met, I only met her once uh, mm-hmm. and she was very lovely. Um, uh, and she's very talented, and um, this outfit is very pageanty. Um, I think uh, 
she was definitely giving that 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 was very that vibe um mm-hmm. the feathers the rhinestones you know yeah Laid. i mean this is pink yeah it's purple it's kind of like jersey pageant right it's very that kind of thing yeah Which it's kind of like a pink she, eagle she sold it she sold it she looks great she looks great you can't knock it and, and I think, what do you think, Rach? Anything we forgot about Miss Jasmine Kennedy? No, beautiful. They keep bringing up how young she is. She's what, like in her, she's like 22 or something? Yeah. God. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I just, I, I, to be on, I've said this before on the show, but like to be on a national platform like this, an international platform when you're that young, mm-hmm. I would have just, I don't know. I I, 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 I I say this often. I'm very grateful that I waited. And on some level, I'm glad I waited until I was, I think, mentally able to handle it because it is very intense. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about like the what happens on Twitter is horrible, and like it's really hard oh mentally to manage it. Um, and I, I'm grateful that I've had enough, at least enough life experience to kind of know that. Some things are very temporary and like even horrible things can sometimes be temporary, but it takes a while for you to learn that, you know, in the moment things can be really horrible. Um, so yeah, when these young Queens do it, I'm always like, like Gigi, like, Oh, has always boggled my mind because she is just so knows what she wants. Um, Mm -hmm. and she was 21 when she, when we filmed as well. So it's very, Oh my God. It's very, uh, incredible, right? (laughs) No, no, you did. Did you miss what I just said? I said, it's a good thing. No, no, I, 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 in our thirties and (laughs) I only, I only heard the irrelevant part of what you were saying. Yes. I only heard Uh, the the horrible, I, I just went straight to facade, superficial, like for me, like my superficial being like, damn, that sounds nice. Sounds nice to be 21. (laughs) Does it though? No. no, I mean, not for me, not for me, but you like, you're when saying you Gigi makes it, it so elegant. Not. No, I mean, look, but like, did you have those mental capacities at 21? I no. did not. I no. would have, I would have probably at 21 yelled at Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I actually, my, the first music video I did, this music video, Fuck Me Ray Bradbury, went viral when I was 20. I think I was 22. Three, and um, but it was all positive. Mm. Like it was, and I was, I was barely on. I had only started on Twitter, and no one was like shitting on me, or I didn't know how to find people shitting on me. I was only, it was only positive, but it was still quite, it was still quite overwhelming. Uh huh. Um, it was, it was still, it was very, very overwhelming. So I can only imagine, like, with how overwhelming that was. I'm I'm now multiplying that by a billion of like okay you're on television infinitely more people are noticing you and you're potentially getting like hate it's the hate part that is just like with so, a platform this big so which is hard. tough and you know this from Crazy Ex Girlfriend you always get hate and that's mm-hmm. the thing that like is so hard to like wrap our brains around is that the hate has nothing to do with us but it oh, feels man. so personal because it's about us and it's about specific things that we do or say or specific things people like or don't like and, and you feel it more than the nice things <laughs> of course you do because that's like your survival instinct right you yeah. want to hone in on the bad stuff so that you can protect yourself from it and sadly yeah. there's no protecting yourself from fake things on the internet you know that's the thing is our our, our little lizard brains are trained to pr- seek out any threats so that we mm-hmm. can neutralize them or mm-hmm. hide from them or kill them and sadly right it's you can do, you can deactivate your twitter account but it's it's tough when you know 
part of your job is to then also engage with the fans. You know, mm-hmm. that's what that's the, one of the biggest differences I think between becoming famous through reality TV versus something like scripted television is people will forever assume this is you in your real life and will also continuously demand that access to you because mm. because they part of the reason they connect you is because they know the real you or they think they know the real you mm-hmm. and so you you kind of sign a deal that like your real self is to some degree will always have to be accessible if you would like to continue in the business mm-hmm. um, which is something that's different you know I think some queens do things like deactivate their Instagrams and Twitter but that doesn't for this kind of a gig, it doesn't really work because part of the reason that it's reality TV is because people right. want that connection to you. That want they want that real life connection. So again, that's a double edged sword. And so for the young queens, um, my only advice would be to remember that the remember that your brain is actively trying to find those negative comments because it's trying to protect itself mm-hmm. and be okay with that. Like, okay, the reason I'm focusing on this is because there's a part of my lizard brain that thinks I can neutralize this threat. And then, you know, your rational brain will remind you that it's just someone behind a computer screen going through their own feelings, yeah. having their own shit that has nothing to do with you. And it's so hard to remember that because you have a whole animal part of your brain that is focusing in on the negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always what I remember or try to remember myself because, you know, girl, I encounter it. It's hard. You know, and Jackie, everything you're saying is so fucking smart and so fucking well said. And it, and it, you were asking, like, how has being a mother changed, you know, my art? Or I think the first practical thing is like, it has caused me to step back from social media. In, 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 and the first thing being that I try to keep, uh, because my daughter can't give consent, like, we've decided to err on the more like private, you know, like once you, once you, once you reveal information, even like her name, yeah. like you can't, you can't put that back in the box. So like right. we're erring on the side of being like super private about her, um, just until like she can give consent about like what she wants on the internet. And that has created for the, really the first time in my life, a pri- a, a truly private thing. Like mm. I'm so normally expulsive about like, I'll show pictures of like my fucking butthole. You know, it's the first <laughs> thing, in, it's the first thing in my life that has actually been Like one of my favorite private. videos of you is you putting on Spanx for the Golden Globes. Like that is- Oh, thank that you. Is, yes. Well, I will still that show, will and always, I'll still show that. That was always lived in my memory. I was like, good for you. Because people think that we, I don't know what people yeah. think, but people have some kind of fantasy and you were just like putting on Spanx for the Golden Globes. And I was like, good for you. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> well, it's uh, whenever I do a red carpet again, I'll, I'll post a picture of updated shapewear uh, because I. it's so funny. I watched that video. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so skinny. <laughs> um, and and my body has changed even like so much from, from mm-hmm. then. The, I think the shapewear is going to be a lot more intense should I do another uh, fancy award <laughs> show. Um, uh, but, uh, but also I think having a kid – Part of the reason I've currently deactivated my Twitter is there was one thing I was on Twitter one day and I was getting angry at something that was trending or maybe someone said something to me and I went, wait a second, what am I doing? I need to like tend to my child. <laughs> I was like, if I'm not, if I'm not actively working right now, mm-hmm. like any, any second I'm not with her, I should be like, okay, working. Mm-hmm. But I'm on like Twitter getting angry at a, at a, at a fucking what's trending. And I'm thinking, well, what's my hot take? I'm like, I don't. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? So that's, it's helped me prioritize stuff. And then I think also thinking about what I would say to her and the, the relationship I want her to have with social media, mm-hmm. uh, which, 
you know, is preferably none <laughs> until, until the last possible moment in her life. Yeah. Um, trying to inadvertently set, set an example, but it's, but it's interesting, Jackie, because I'm also in between TV shows or jobs right now. And I'm about to be on a show that starts filming and it's like, okay, if I were to ever reactivate my Twitter slash be posting a lot more on Instagram, which one of them will definitely happen. Not sure about Twitter. What is the new relationship I have? What is the new way to protect myself? And I think that a part of growing up in this age of social media is discerning what opinions matter. Like, okay, who are the people you respect who will both not blow smoke up your ass and tell you honestly about mm. things whose, whose opinions actually are relevant. Yeah. And, and so that way you're not, you're not uh, sheltering yourself from reality. You're not surrounding yourself with yeses and making shitty work because you don't want criticism. But at the same time, not opening yourself up to every fucking person who has an opinion mm -hmm. uh, because it just won't, it won't make you a better person in the long run. And I think that that is something that has to be like hard learned with, maturity in years and years. So you talk about Gigi being 21 or all these queens being 21, 22. I, I wonder what their relationship to social media is. It, do they have more perspective because they've been growing up with it more Maybe. or do they have less? It might be a weird yeah. world where you like, we grew up with it and you like just un fundamentally understand now, even by the time you're 10 or 12 or 11, that like, there's gonna be like just effusive hate and praise and, it, I, maybe you understand that social yeah, media Yeah, do you get inoculated is, from it? Because you're like, yeah. oh, people hate me, but like tomorrow they'll forget. This is like the most forget. millennial thing we've ever said. I love it. I know, yeah. I know. It makes us feel so millennial because like in our point of view, if someone hates you, if someone's like fucking die, yeah. you're like, oh, oh my God. God. We never grew up with I, people I saying believe, that. Yeah, we never grew up with like, like people saying oh, that to us. Yeah. It's suddenly the worst thing, but if you are if you grow up with it and you're like, oh, fucking die, ha, <laughs> fuck you, and you're just suddenly inoculated to it, I don't know. It's I wonder. weird. Well, next time bring it, bring bring a Gen Z person on this podcast. Bring me and Rachel back, and we're gonna okay. We're gonna we'll get figure to the, it out. Get to the heart of it. We'll figure it <laughs> do out. Do you know any? Do you know any young people? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. The Gen Z people I know right now that I would ask would be like my nieces, and I think they'd be like, "What? Oh, I don't know." Like that would literally be because they're in it. They don't know. They don't have perspective on their own era. They're in it. Right. Um, okay, diabetes. Mm. Diabetti giving punk a chew, if you will. Um, I, I have to stop for two seconds to talk about this outfit because this outfit is from one of my favorite designers, Zero oh. Waste Daniel, um, okay. who uses all recycled fabrics <gasps> that were going to be thrown Whoa. away. So Whoa. what's really amazing about Daniel is um, it's all stuff that's like factories are getting rid of stuff or there's literally scraps of fabric that are like on the cutting mm -hmm. room floors of like garment factories that he goes around New York and actually finds these fabrics and makes them. Um, he posted on his Instagram that this was actually from an upholstery uh, oh. place that was getting rid of all their fabric. And so this was uh, the yellow fabric, I believe, is like upholstery fabric for a couch. Wow. Um, which is really cool because we throw away a lot of fabric that is just garbage. You know I mean? Yeah. A lot of it luckily is, um, you know, d d biodegradable or not all of it, but some of it is, but a lot of it isn't. Right. And so it's amazing that he's able to make all of these cool things. Oh, I love it. Check out his website. He sells, he sells also just like 
ready-to-wear clothes that he just makes, like T-shirts that are all patchwork of different. Um, Wait, legit. What's his name? I'm zero, writing this down like right zero, now. Zero, like zero, Z-E-R-O, and then Waste, W-A-S-T-E, and then Daniel, the usual way. Zero Waste Daniel. I yeah, Zero Waste Daniel. It. I'm going to um, look at that. I love that. And of course, I love Daya because she's Crystal's sister, and she reminds me of Crystal, and Crystal yeah. is one of my favorite human beings um, on this planet. So she's that's incredible. all I have to say about that. <laughs> She's incredible. She seems amazing. I love this, you know, neon electronic mullet moment. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a, it's a gag. It is. And, and she sounds like Crystal. Oh, she just, I mean, we'll talk about that too as we get in the set, but she's just the sweetest. And I'm like, what's the gag? What's the twist? Are the girls coming back? Because season 13, people got to hang out quite a bit. And didn't in your season everyone stayed like the first two weeks? Am the first I episodes that we stayed, so it, yes. it, was, it was. But it, that was a surprise, at least for the first episode. Yeah, we thought someone was going home. Totally. Um, uh, but yeah, they, we did send someone home both this week and last week on Drag Race. There's probably going to be a way for them to get back in the competition, and they'll find some sort of fucking gag. People always and, ask and, me, and like I haven't like bothered researching right. or finding out, so I'm just I watching like this all spoilers. The spoilers. Yeah, I have no, I had no idea who went in home until I watched it. Um, Guys. I hate to cut this short, but silence. You could just reminisce. For all silence. Day. I'm sorry. I ha- we have to take a break. And then I guess we should talk about the episode. I don't know. Let's but, talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it when we come back. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or $750 per pay 
period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earning is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hi. I bet you're a little intimidated of therapy. Be honest. I think we all are. Um, it's kind of scary until you get into it and you realize, oh, holy shit, this is the land of Oz and I could be in the Emerald City all goddamn day long. That's what BetterHelp has done for me. It's put me in touch with a licensed professional therapist who is able to communicate with me in ways that people in my life can't. Don't just talk to your Judies, okay? Because your Judies can't be as direct as a licensed professional therapist can. And these therapists can talk to you in any way you like. You can chat, you can do video, you can do phone calls. It really helps me to have that malleability. And I know it'll help you too. So why not do that while saving money? Money that traditional therapy can't guarantee. That's right. BetterHelp gives it to you for cheaper, entirely online, conveniently, flexibly, suited to your schedule, mama. So go fill out the brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed professional therapist. Want to switch? Guess what? There's no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. Ooh, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash drag her. Bring back my break. But Isn't there like a Reddit that spoils it all? Yeah, there so. is. There's like an insider Reddit that is just like, this is exactly what happens. This is. And I can't. I personally, I can't believe people like that. Like, I'm like, what? Don't you like this show? Such a bummer. Don't you like to yeah. watch the show? Okay. And Jiria Paris Van Michaels. What a queen. Wow. I mean, the whole episode, I was just, I fell in love with her. Yes. Um, I think, I think she looks gorgeous. I love that this is, um, like this, this dress, what I love about it, A, she's smart in that she was like, okay, if I have to do a photo shoot, this skirt comes off. Like, you know, she knew what to do with this look. Um, A, so she's smart queen, which is also, because by the way, we didn't know. I, I never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen on Drag Race. And so, like, for season 12, like, my skirt that I was wearing and my little Mouseketeer outfit also was removable, and I had a bodysuit as well because I was like, sure, you want me to do a sexy photo shoot? I'll make this Mouseketeer sexy. Like, mm-hmm. you have to think like that. And Angeria did. So I love a smart queen. Um, she's also just beautiful, and she's so funny. So good for her. That's, that's yeah. my opinion. <laughs> she's, she should be the new Minnie Mouse. I mean, like, literally cancel Minnie Mouse, replace her with Angeria. <laughs> She's perfect. Ooh, this is a fun exercise. What can we cancel Minnie Mouse for? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't uh, know. What can we cancel her she for? Said, Let's go into Minnie Mouse's Twitter. I think she's the kind of woman who's like, 
women should be women. Stay in the kitchen. Yes, you're totally right. You know you're what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, oh my God. She, she is, she's, she's, you know, again, born in 1928. So, you know, she's in. <laughs> she's, absolutely right. She's, I don't know. You keep writing her a pass, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. Uh, but yeah, Minnie Mouse, uh, here's the thing. We all know Daisy is the better one. So let's just yeah, be honest right. with ourselves. Like, she doesn't get enough credit. Daisy is the one with the attitude, the sass. I feel like she's held more jobs than Minnie Mouse. Way I feel like she's. Sex positive. Clearly, yeah, very m- way more sex positive. Um, yes, and obviously there's amazing but, videos of her. But we're gonna find out that Daisy uh, turned uh, <laughs> in her fellow tunes to the House on American Activities committee, <laughs> and like no one ever talks about it. No one ever talks about uh, it. But you think like, she would? Uh, if anyone? Was I don't gonna, know. I just it's gonna be something like that something. where like you think she's brassy. I mean, it would cool, obviously then, like, it would be Scrooge turning turning them in. Because Scrooge is, you know, Scrooge money McDuck. bags over there. Oh, yeah. oh that's yeah, true. That's it would have been, you're right. Scrooge is the anti-commie. In Absolutely. The, in the <laughs> like, you're lucky to have me jobs. Yeah, fuck that yeah. guy. I hate him. Giving him money. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to look into Clarabelle the Cole? That was a terrible, that was a terrible. Don't get terrible. me started on Clarabelle. Because she doesn't believe yeah. in the vax. I'm sorry to say, but she's like. <laughs> in, in her defense, she's been pumped up with a lot of those cow hormones That's already. It's, so right. it's, 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 it's been tough for It's trauma. Cow. It's still trauma, but you know. It's Lady Camden. And Goofy's cu- Goofy is just QAnon. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> You're killing me, Rachel. Lady Camden, what do you think about this fucking raver neon candy bra moment? I like it. However, I like it less because it was very similar to her performance look. And so I wanted to see, and I wanted to see, you know, again, strategy in this first episode, show me some variety, show me like a bit of a range, you know, like like, her runway. I'm assuming like you had, you knew kind of what was up. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure they knew they were doing a talent show. Obviously they had to prepare for these things. And so I would have loved to see if this is your entrance look, which I love as a look, then I want the, I want the runway look to be different. So yes. I guess I should have said runway look, not performance. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, performance yeah, yeah. was different. But the runway look is also very similar to this. I agree. And maybe and maybe she's selling a brand, but like the brand is it's kind of like, okay, well all drag queens are want to be pop stars. So I didn't know if I it's if a I dangerous that brand, brand to be I didn't need it need that brand to be sold like hit over the uh, what's it hit the nail? I, whatever. Yeah, I like hit over the head, beat But a I love this look as it is, and I liked this look Fair more belt. than the runway look, which is also <laughs> says something, right? Because they're, they're very similar palettes, and I liked this look more than her runway look. So that's yeah. I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's um it's a risk, and I don't know if it's the right risk because unlike I don't know. But the uh, body is banging. Wow. She's banging. And I the hair I like, but it's the like, hair, like... The hair is great. The, the outfit's beautiful. I just... My, my critique is that it was too similar to the runway outfit. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm. critique. There's a branding there, though, that's nice. There's a, like, yeah. this is who I am. There's a a specificity to that identity that's fun. I wish it had some that's of true. the wink that Willow Pills has, because, like, Willow Pills is, like, kind of, like, dumb, but, you know, it says angle on her shirt. But this is right. just, like, I'm kind of a dumb slut from uh, Bonnaroo or, you know... <laughs> I mean, with that body, I'd be a dumb slut, too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, and let's talk about it. Miss Maddie Morphosisis. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here it comes. Here comes the debate. Actually, before we have the debate, oh. silence. There's no debate. This hair is horrible. There's no debate. The hair is just, I think, I think, I mean, I'm assuming she knows that, right? I'm assuming, like, this was, like, intentional. Like, in my mind, it was intentional. Like It's almost not bad enough to be funny, is it? I, I don't. I don't know what to tell you other than like, I, 
I, I, I wish her well as a queen. And I think her <laughs> moment in the workroom talking with Rue was lovely. And I do think there's place for people of all sexualities in drag. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's place places for people with this wig in drag. Um, <laughs> <Work>. Specifically. <laughs> I just, the wig is just, I just really can't support this wig. Especially with this outfit. Like yeah. something about the, it, she looks like she's working at like um, some kind of like, Best Buy that also sells race cars. Yes. She's like paying homage Ooh. to Guy Fieri, but I don't know if it's enough of a joke. Like, I don't, and again, I think the hair, Guy Fieri's hair is bigger than this. So I'm like, if you're making a joke on Guy Fieri, right. you should probably go bigger on, accentuate the joke of it. Also, that's so, if you if you told me there's a straight drag queen, I'd be like, oh, they're going to do like what, a How? Guy Fieri inspired look? <laughs> Maddie is bringing the straight references. I mean, guitars and burgers. I mean, come on. And thank goodness, right? We, I, I, I felt bad for straight men. You know, I'm so glad they uh, have this chance. Oh, oh, it's they're brave. And, no, okay, actually, we got to take a break. Okay, I know you want to take a break, break okay, and we'll break. come back. Bring back my break. We're ter- we're in. We're in the debate. Maddie Morphosis. Me and Rachel were on a Zoom last night talking about this, and our friend group is split. <sighs> On oh, we are very, Maddie. very, yes. There, here, the thing is, there's definitely room for straight people, I think. There's room for straight people in drag, there's room for everyone in drag. Rachel, we have to get you up in drag at some point. Like, whenever, whatever your next project is happening, there's going to be a <laughs> drag moment, and it's going to be great. I think everyone should do drag, regardless of yes, gender, sexuality, I, I think, everyone. as well. So there's definitely room for that. I just, uh, um, uh, I, I thought uh, Maddie was fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I appreciated Maddie's attitude, and he said totally. some really nice things in Untucked, I felt, where he was like, look, not everyone, if you're going to do drag, you should respect the queer po- and support the queer community. I like these things he was saying, but yeah, you know, I'm still like hesitant. I don't think he's guilty yet. I, I always say innocent until proven guilty. I am, I'm, 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 I'm uh, protective of a queer space, which I think everyone should be, but as right. of right now, I am still very curious and, and excited for his point of view. I will see this He seems very respectful. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, again, the most important thing is I think he is aware that he's in a queer space and is yes. being respectful of that. Um, and I do think it's interesting. I, I would have maybe preferred I, I, if he had been in the episode, perhaps with Carrie Colby, who's a very out proud trans woman mm-hmm. um, and talking about her experience, which has also been underrepresented on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who trans women have, have always been part of drag and I think have been underrepresented on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Maddie's point, there are very, very few straight men in drag. So it would have been interesting to kind of see that their conversations, but that'll happen like in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, more power to anyone to do drag. That's like my, my actual opinion is I think it's it's something everyone should do drag at some point. It doesn't mean that everyone will be great at it. Yeah, but everyone should do it for themselves. And if you find it brings out something in you and your artistry, and clearly the producers and directors saw something in Maddie and want to show that on the show, and so good for her. She should have this platform as much as anyone. Um, and at least I'm glad that she's being respectful and acknowledging that it's a queer space. So that's mm-hmm. I think important. Um, but yeah, the entrance look was just really not it for me. <laughs> yeah, not not great. Not great. I liked her promo look a lot better, but yeah. Um, promo look was very cool. Um, and I also liked her talent look, the, um, the, the blues look. I think that was cool. 
There's an interesting moment, obviously, that happens when Rue, you know, after the photo shoot, which I don't think we need to talk about except finding the Santino hat, which which Maddie did not know who Santino was. Yeah, she was very clueless. I was like, wow, okay. I don't know who that is. Uh, But Rue ends, if you will, ends uh, uh, Maddie by screaming, you're straight. And, uh, ends. Oh my God. <laughs> but I, and I was like, yeah, you're on a TV show. I don't think it's a big, I don't think it's a big deal for Rue to say that. Um, cause you signed up for a TV show. You knew we were going to talk about it. Thoughts? For sure. And they, and they, you know, and the behind the stage tea is they tell you what's, it seemed like she was genuinely shocked that Rue brought it up in that moment, but they do tell you like things that you're going to. You know, in your mm-hmm. first day before you even meet the other girls, you do a whole day of interviews where you talk about everything about yourself. And, you know, you kind of can tell oh, right away what the producers are honing in on you for from a story perspective. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it shouldn't come as a shock because sh- prior to that, she'd already been in interviews talking about being a straight person doing drag. So that, mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't have been a surprise to her. But maybe in that way, um, you know, personally, I, I think it would have been better if she'd been allowed the chance to tell the girls herself or maybe have it happen a little more organically with Daya asking her to talk about it because they knew each other from before. So it was a little a little odd to me that Rue was the one to bring it up, but maybe Rue genuinely didn't know because Rue isn't always watching us in the workroom. So maybe Rue had thought that it had already come up. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's good TV. It's good TV. I mean, uh, I'm curious to see. I'm really excited, excited to see how it shakes out. You know, I think Maddie's aware. Like, even Maddie in the promo who was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. Like, I know Maddie doesn't think she's gonna win the show. Um, because I think Maddie is even that respectful to be like, I'm here to share some of my art. I know I won't win because if, if I win the show, the community will light itself on fire. <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, sure. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's interesting. Okay, should we talk about these talents? Let's talk about Let's talents. Let's talk. Yeah. We have Miss Georges coming out first. I would love to share the screen with you, but VH1 won't let me. Uh, Georges comes out and does, you know, a song and dance, pop, lock, pussy pop moment. What do we think? Uh, I can tell you, Rue was living. I have not seen Rue this animated oh in a God. minute. Rue was yes, having bitch. the best time I'm, of her n- life. Yes. Yeah, she really screamed yes, bitch, at her about eight times. She really And it's really also, if you're, it. gonna, if your talent is going to be a lip sync, then you really need to fucking knock it out of the park. Right. And she knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah, she did. And I think it was uh, cl- clear that they, they wanted to set her up against Jasmine because they put Jasmine yes. right afterwards, who did kind of a similar thing. And it was like, yes. you know, you can kind of tell that... It seems to me that they were trying to have the audience and the judges directly compare the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, based on that performance, Georges was incredible. But Jasmine was also great, too. So it's like they it's when you put those two kind of similar performances back to back, which is not how you would structure a real talent show. right? Absolutely you put, like, different not. Kinds of I, acts. I bet they weren't even filmed back to back. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But it's uh, I thought it was interesting that they put those back to back because they wanted us, the audience, to root for Georgia's for whatever reason so that was definitely something like and again they choose to show Rue's reactions they choose to show how much of her to put in you know what I mean because they can always cut away from her and not show her sound but they cut to her to show you so they definitely you know all of us forget like how much bias there is in how we perceive things based on what they show us right and it doesn't mean that it's you know quote blame it on the edit but it's that okay I always watch the show and thinking like oh what are they what are they what are they trying to tell me what are they trying to show me and I think in this moment they were directly trying to show us 
George just nailed this. Jasmine's wasn't as good, which I think in real life, I don't think I would have thought that. I would have kind of separated them in my mind more than mm-hmm. the way that they showed it on the show. They lead the witness so much in the show. like, it, And it surprises me that the editing hasn't evolved a little bit as the years go on because it's still like they still cut eyes back and forth. Like like when Maddie's like, I'm straight, they like cut eyes to someone who's clearly just like, oh my gosh. just like touching their nails, right? But they cut to them being like, ew, gross. And it's like, that was not when that right. happened. We understand yeah. that's not when that happened. I don't think people do understand that. I think people also like forget, like, like pay attention when the queens are talking about things, what kind of music they play under them. Like, are, <laughs> yes. are, are they giving them that triumphant music when they're talking about whatever their experience is? You know, th- there's always like that, uh, musically the show leads you in certain ways. And then yeah, also what they a actually lot of show. Music. So, but I thought Georges, you know, to, to go back to the show itself, Georges was great. Amazing. And then I also think Jasmine was great. I think great. those two things were both, they both did really well at what they came to do. Yeah, the jumping, the pussy popping, the flattening. It was all great. And then I think after that, I mean, I don't even totally remember, but we'll just say, let's let's just talk about um, after that. Maybe it could have been, it could have been Miss Diabetti. Diabetti did a lip sync to Pink's I'm Coming Out. And, you know, Rue did warn her about it. Um, what do we think about this lip sync? Well, first of all, I have to say before, I, I, we talked about this a little bit last night. But when diabetic, two things. Well, diabetic was like, I have diabetes type one. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like there's a subconscious need to be like, Rue, I'm, I'm not fat. I have the like, <laughs> I have the like first I have the, 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 you know, uh-huh. the not Genetically fat predisposed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, 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 as opposed to type, the type two, which the, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like it was like like dangling <laughs> candy in front of the producers. You know what I mean? Being like, I could pass out if you keep I, me. I, so that's the second <laughs> thing I worried about is, uh, I, I worried about the, if diabetes were on, uh, them doing something to try to make diabetic pass out. Yes. It was wild. I mean, yeah, Which, but yeah, yeah. lip sync, it wasn't the most successful lip sync I've ever seen, but it's also a hard song to do. I mean, it's a, hard. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a power ballad in, um, and it's just very not, you know, the thing, uh, Katy Perry, for whatever it's worth, gave me a lot to work with in Firework. I think, yeah, uh, Alicia Keys is just so much more direct in her in this song, and it's like I'm falling in and out of love with you. That's the whole song. Oh yeah, that's, and I'm in, in the pink one. I mean, no, falling is so hard. But as I'm saying, like it's it's a it's a that's the song, and so like I think Daya, yeah. you know, cutting to the end, like it was it was it was a tough assignment. But back to her performance, um, yeah, I mean the judges are right. It could, just couldn't it needed to be something a little bit more. So like a few more gags in there. A few more gags. I think to. Um, it took Crystal, you know, her sister, a long time to step into her own power. Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't really until the, um, you know, the the commercial challenge when she did the magic mullet, she was like, "Okay, I see what these judges want. They want me to be mm-hmm. all versions of me, firing on all cylinders." And it takes a while to kind of get that confidence. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, 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 I think if this had been if she'd been doing this back in Springfield, Missouri, with like her family and been able to, to pull all the tricks, and the thing yeah. is that family is so creative, they'll make things out of cardboard boxes, and you know you've seen Crystal's mind and like that that whole family is like that, their drag family, and so mm-hmm. if she'd had those kind of like resources and tools and family kind of there supporting her, I think it could have been a cool act. Yeah, um, but yeah, as it was, it was probably just a little lackluster, and I do think the song choice was 
not it. I don't, I don't, I don't think Party yeah. Started Pink was the right song choice for this. I almost would have rather they'd been like, hey, I'm not going to lip sync to anything. Play some of this, you know, uh, royalty free do do kind of yeah. music under me. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like, I think, I think it would have been because we would have just been focused on the little gags and her performance, and less like, are you selling us this song? Which she definitely wasn't selling. No, it's it's tough. What'd you think, Rage? Uh, yeah, I, the the pink choice I agree was a little perplexing, and like I couldn't tell what the what the bit was. There were I think too few jokes or pops of magic specificity to be like, oh, okay, that's what this is, right? Which, speaking of, we should talk about Deja Sky, because Deja Sky also does, like, a comedic cheerleader oh, routine. Oh, no. Yeah. And it, uh, I, yeah. I literally, I mean, I, this, this was such a skit. Um, <laughs> this was such a camp skit, and, and, and not, and not camp in a good way. I mean, like, summer camp. Yeah. Um, well, the right ending, just, right? I mean, the right ending would have been if she would have, like, actually then, like, been like, look, I can't do a somersault. Look, I can't do this. And then, like, mm-hmm. the music hits, and she's, like, the most incredible cheerleader you've ever seen. That's yes, funny. Yes, exactly. That's, that's what I, that's, that's what, what I fucking wanted. I wanted her to seem bad mm-hmm. or some twist, but just being bad at a thing, mm-hmm. when you already seem like you're bad at the thing, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and it's weird because narratively, right, she told us she was a cheer coach. So I'm like waiting for her to like really wow me because if I'm a, you know, 13 year old little cheerleader monster, I want my cheer coach to be able to do everything that you're asking me to do. And then for her to be like, this is my somersault. It's like, uh, th- right, the setup and the payoff were not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, if, if you're going to go super funny, I would have expected more physical gags because she kind of gave us two, right? Like the weird jump and the weird, I'm like, Honestly, I think she could have gone dummy legs. Like, you know what I mean? Like those little dummy legs you put on your waist or something. Sure. Like, I don't know. There, there wasn't a pattern, right? Because I think with all comedy, I we talk about <laughs> pattern. What's the pattern? And like two things is not a pattern. I have the sense that either the reason she thought she was funny, this was funny, was either there's some sort of joke among the people she coaches that like, Oh, she can coach, but she can't do the moves. And maybe that's some sort of like inside joke that they have. Mm -hmm. And and they're like, do a bad somersault. Or sometimes when you're really good at a thing, like I feel like this happens with dancers in general. Like the thing that's funny to dancers or cheerleaders is just like, what if it was bad? (laughs) And there's a, so there's a little bit of like, oh my God, I'm going to do like bad cheerleading because I'm actually so good at it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that actually not being funny. Yeah. Well, but again, that would have been funnier if we would have known that she was good or she would have proven to us that she could do it. I mean, the other option I think could have been like to make commentary about it, you know, and she kind of didn't give us that either. Like, you know, like, and here's my somersault, Michelle, this is what, you know, I know going to bed with you is, that's a horrible joke, but like whatever the, mm-hmm. whatever the commentary <laughs> could have been is, I don't, I, I mean, I have no idea what would have made it funnier, but it, it, yeah, no, I hear you, like a context, like I almost feel like she's like now when, back in 1991, I was the world's best cheerleader and I've been out and of here's practice. here's where I am today, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I think I can still pull it off. Like the context of like why, who are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and it, it, sadly, she didn't get to see RuPaul's number from last week, but she could have been like, and you know what? Just like RuPaul, I can show you that you don't have to be able to dance to perform. Ah! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like that, people would have gagged, you know? I mean, uh, she could have just uh, said that anyway. It's where's my tombstone? True. I mean, fucking oh, put me in the ground. You just deceased me. Okay, well, 
Silence, I think we're taking some kind of a break. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm slash charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm -hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie.com. Thank you. 
I'm good. Yeah, here we go. We're back. Do you think Lizzo was there for that number, or did they steal Lizzo reactions from something else? Well, I don't know about Lizzo, but I do know that Nicki Minaj did miss a good chunk of episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that of, Co- of season copy twelve. That. So Makes she, sense. she, they, they, we waited for her for a long time, and she did not. Uh, she arrived late. Okay. Uh, we'll say that. <laughs> I got. I see. So did she see but, your uh, verses? Did she see you dance? I believe so. She's because we did. I'm that bitch first, and she, uh-huh. she was there for that. And then she decided to take an extended lunch break, and I believe she oh. missed the runway. Okay. Um, so she, but but she came out for the judges' critique, so she saw all of our looks. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So like, so it's if you're gonna miss something, I guess you know, chill right. during the runway. But um, that's yeah. funny. But I I have no idea about Lizzo. I mean. But Lizzo's like a real fan. Like she's been on the. I would imagine Lizzo would be before. there the whole time. Like the cameras break and she's like run, running backstage. Like I would imagine right. Lizzo would have been there the whole time. You could see that. Okay, wait. We didn't talk yet about Miss Lady Camden's talent show, very center stage, uh, doing some ballet in the heels. What do we think? It's not ballet if you're in heels, is it? I said the same. You okay, sh- it's Rachel just said okay. the same thing. Mono, Mono heard me you rant about this thing. last night, but I'll redo my rant, Go which off. is that. Go off, sis. Okay, if you're gonna do ballet and heels, you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna be ballet and heels, then the music has to be ballet-y. If you're both doing putting on heels and you're playing disco contemporary music, it's just a lips. It's just a lip sync, maybe with a couple ballet touches, and you happen to be wearing a, a, a like a, a leotard. You have to mm-hmm. you have to pick you have to pick one because otherwise it's it's not really. It's not really ballet. It's not ballet at all. I mean, to me, and it was those jazz. were jazz turns. Those were jazz. Ja- those were also yeah, jazz. jazz turns. Those weren't those this. like those. I, I'm not a great. I'm not great at ballet, but like that pirouette. That was a jazz pirouette. That peak. Those PK turns. Those were like jazz PK uh-huh. turns. Rachel, so I have a feeling you and I have been in enough advanced yes. beginner musical theater mover classes to confirm. 100%. Yes. <laughs> because I'm not good. I can't do a fucking regular pirouette. I can barely do a jazz pirouette. But I know that if you're going to do it right, that that leg has got to be, you know, it's got to be uh, forming a triangle. And I just made that up. No one ever told me that that's how you do it. But but so it was like that wasn't a a a, a song in heels done to a contemporary doing a contemporary lip sync in heels with then like jazz technique put onto some ballet moves is not a ballet dance. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. And I do think it was interesting because she did kind of a little self-commentary in her expression at the the end of the song, which I thought was interesting. A, that they kept it and B, that she did it. Was She kind of went like this, like a, hope you liked it kind of face at the Uh end, which I thought was interesting because to me it seemed like Rue appreciated that, at least the way they showed it in the edit. Like Mm -hmm. Rue kind of like has like a knowing smile after she sees like Lady Kim be like, hope you liked my ballet, which is kind of like the face she made, which I thought was an interesting choice because I was like, what is like... What is what is to me like like never apologize for your work and it felt like right. she was apologizing for what she was doing and so I thought it was a interesting that she did that and b that they kept it or that no one made a comment about it but she was kind of apologizing for what she did again after all this setup of I don't know if Rue likes ballet you know and again a very bizarre thing to keep in the edit that of, was of well Rue. that's why I thought she was apologizing for Rue being like oh you're doing ballet I hate ballet <laughs> yeah <laughs> Rue, Rue literally said I've been to the ballet twice and I didn't like it I was like <laughs> why would you say why would you I think that he, uh, she's done that a couple other times where someone's like I'm gonna do was it mime 
And Rue's like, oh, or someone's like, I'm going to do clowning. And Rue's like, oh, I hate clowning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate it. Interesting. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's, it's a good trick. RuPaul, I mean, she uh, more and more lately, she's just like, I don't care if I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to scream at you like, that's a bad idea. That's a really yeah. bad idea. You're, who are you doing for Snatch Game? That's, that's a stupid idea, but go off. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, we Ugh. should talk about, should we talk about Miss Maddie Morphosis and the electric guitar? Sounded beautiful. <laughs> Sounded I lovely. Mean, I'm surprised it didn't go somewhere a little bit more... Like, I thought she was going to sing, and then she didn't, and I was I was waiting for her to sing. Do um, we mind the Paula Poundstone uh, 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 two-piece <laughs> suit? Do we mind it? Do we live for it? I liked it, and I thought she looked pretty. I certainly like this more than the entrance look. I like this a lot more than the entrance mm-hmm. look. So I, I was I was appreciative that the bus driver wig was left on the bus um, mm-hmm. with, with <laughs> Santino's hat. Uh, so uh, to me, an improvement, again, I think playing live instrument is... I I can like barely play the piano after five years um, of lessons when my mom made me do it. Um, so I'm always impressed when people can do that. Uh, but sure, I wanted something maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a little. Uh, even if it wasn't a good live vocal, blues is you know you can kind of talk sing it a little. But I I um, I. It made me laugh because the the straight version of guitar versus Alyssa Hunter's gay version of guitar. It was very funny to see. <laughs> like this is what a straight person does with I guitar. I will say this. I this, it, yes. I like this more than Alyssa's guitar performance. We I, I have that. to agree. Have to agree. This was by far the straightest thing I've ever seen on Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a guy. This is just every. There's always that one guy at a party who's like, "Oh, is that a guitar in the corner?" Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Do you mind if I? Do you mind if I? You want to find? Mind if I just like fuck around on it? I don't know. Like see, and then like they play Good Riddance because it's like the one song they know on guitar. Yes. My brother used to hey, play the is- beginning of "Come as You Are." By Nirvana, just for any girl, any girl, he would just play yeah, the yes, beginning of always, as You Are. And this is what set it up to me as Maddie, as like Maddie Morphosis is completely respectful of the space. Maddie Morphosis is just a guileless being herself, yeah. like mm-hmm. not trying to, it would be different if, if. She was super like cutting people off in conversation and then almost doing an impression of how a gay person sounded right. and really trying to like be strategic and and I don't know like a, a, appropriate mm-hmm. uh, mannerisms but like no Morphosis is just like super straight yes and yeah, what's interesting and is for whatever reason loves drag because she watched Tu Wong Fool oh, which is very God. cute which is very cute and I think. The thing is, her drag is pretty feminine in presentation, but she doesn't have a lot of femininity in her. So it's it's interesting, like in her movements or mannerisms or voice or any of that, you know. And to Rachel's point, it is like, wow, what if that that guy at that party just decided to be in drag and play well, you a song? We've all done improv, right? So I'm like, she just reminds me of one of these sexless improv losers. And I include myself in that group. <laughs> I'm sorry. I include myself in that group. Like when you're like, oh yeah, you're like, you're a weird comedy guy. Who's like, that is so funny because my college girlfriends all have this like thing where they're like, we don't know why, but we think guys who do improv are so hot. Yes. They loved it. I mean, the the girls that I went to college with were like all about the improv guys. They like made up a song about how improv guys are hot, but 
Uh, maybe your experience is different. I, I guess. Just, no, I'm with you. Like, there's some. There, I, I think it's part of the sexual. Uh, 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 how do I put the sex? What's the difference? Uh, the opposite of combustible. You're sexually inert. Inert. <laughs> I, 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 but I, I have. I mean, look, my, I met my husband doing comedy, so I've, I've only ever dated either uh, basically improv guys or musical theater guys. So I'm all about uh, yeah. the, the sexual. Me too. Are they into sex or are they not into sex? Uh, I like <gasps> it because it's like, ooh, do they like sex? Well, look at my pussy. Yeah. yeah. No, my boyfriend, my boyfriend right now is a fucking, he's a fucking loser. And it turns me on <laughs> so much. Oh my God. <laughs> he I is, out, this poor guy. He is a dweeb. He is oh. edgeless. Um, what else? Does it turn you on? Because you're like, he's otherwise not turned on, but like, I'm so fucking hot that I can get him sexual. It's the, you know what it is? It's the opposite of bullshit. That, I guess that's what it is to me. It's like, you are so authentic and to because to me like being alpha and all that stuff like that's like bullshit to me whereas like being like a real person because like masculinity is gross to me is like, yes, that is sexy and real and I love it. Well, I guess if we're saying that cool is like based on like patriarchal heteronormative ideas, like I just don't even think that's cool anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just don't even like think of people who aren't those things as not cool because I've already like decided in my mind that like yes. the performance of being a cool guy is not cool. Totally. Because it's a performance. Like no one, no one is like, hey, like there's no guy totally. just like hanging out in like a leather jacket smoking a cigarette. Like that's a choice for someone to do all those totally. things, right? I mean, you're reminding me of of a lot of straight guys in musical theater who <laughs> that is a hundred percent their fucking thing. And they thing. talk like in this like you know, it's like a little vocal fry. And uh, I just want to be. I just want to be like super clear that I that I like pussy. Yes, I'm really cool. And they always have like what one wet bang right here. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, and Jiria's talent show. Let's talk about it really quick. <laughs> Hands down favorite thing. Loved it. Best thing in the show. Yes. I think uh, uh, so entertaining. I was so entertained. I was so incredibly entertained. Yes. I just loved it. It's a drag show. I just loved it. It was a drag show. Um, and, you know, I think it also reminded us that, like, yes, she did, like, a death drop, but it wasn't really about the tricks. It was about the performance. Yes. Um, and the lyrics and just her selling the and song, her. which is which is what drag is. You know, yeah. people are like, Jackie, you can't do a death drop. And I'm like, yeah, but I still won two lip syncs. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yep. you don't have to have those tricks, you know? And so while well, yes, George just did all those tricks beautifully and amazingly. And we love that as well. Like this was to me more entertaining and I thought a very well-deserved win. Agree. I loved it. It was like, I think you're, if you're doing the CNTs, if you're doing this, do drag or do something so weird, it's refreshing. Like literally do drag or right. Eat whipped cream off you of said a the hot CNTs dog. like it's a real thing. But if I'm on, the, if I get cast, if I'm in next year's CNTs, I'm sorry. this is my. I'm a CNT queen. I'm a ward culture queen. Um, <laughs> it, it just the drag talent show, even in the all stars ones, right? It's like do sure. drag or do something. Shave a balloon. Do something super weird. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty pro the CNTs replacing the Golden Globes. Absolutely. I mean, at least the CNTs got on TV this year. Thank so. you. Oh, bless them. They did. Bless they them. Did. Okay. Wait, really quick. We're going to talk oh. about this runway uh, after this break. 
Bring back my break. I am. I have uh, again. Uh, you can get a discount on BetterHelp if you use code <laughs> Drag Her. That's that's code Drag Her mm-hmm. um, for BetterHelp. Take charge of your life. You Take deserve it. Ten percent off the first month, and that is only for our listeners. Only. Only. You won't hear and, about any other podcast. No other podcast. Funny, this, podcast. Is, well, this is the only drag race podcast. So if it's they want, if they want to hear about drag and deal with their own uh, mental health, then BetterHelp is a great option for it them. It is. It is. And if you think there's another Drag Race podcast, you do need help because you're mentally <laughs> sick. You're mentally sick. <laughs> okay. I can't. Okay. I'm going to hit play. I can't go back, but we, I'm going to hit play. Um, I can't Just go back. Just hit play. Okay. Okay. Just hit play. But before this was um, Georges. Remember George? Purple oh, coat. Oh, I love George. The purple mesh. with the tearaway. Stun. Chirp. We chirp and burp on this pod, Jackie. I thought Tell it was me. beautiful. I thought yes. it was stunning. It's, you know, she looked just really flawless. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, again, smart girl because she knew if she was in the bottom that she could have waited to do that reveal mm-hmm. and done it um, during the lip sync for your life. And I think people forget, like, they tell us very specifically in no uncertain terms when we were preparing our runway looks, you must be able to lip sync in your runway looks. Mm. And even though I think she knew she was in the top, so she just did the reveal on the runway. But it's always something, you know, save those reveals if you think you're in the bottom, you know, because mm-hmm. she could have, she could literally do anything in that cat suit. And then, but at the same time, it was also a stunning gown when she walked. So, like I said, I, I always see when the girls are thinking, and I love a girl who's thinking. Right. Poor girl. What are they going to do when she gets trapped in one of the mouse traps on set? What are they going to do? Oh my God. Because she's <laughs> tiny. <laughs> That's a tiny joke. Okay. Um, it's a chirp, right, Rach? I don't know. Are you, are you, are you, are you proud of yourself for that? <laughs> You're going to leave this. Are you going to like leave this podcast and be like, Gene, Gene, I have to tell you <laughs> what I just I said. Made. I'm very proud. I'm very proud. Yes, I'm, I need better help. Okay, hit play. Um, <laughs> j- here we go. Mistasia Sky, what do we think? I think this oh. is very beautiful. I, um, so pretty. I think it's very pretty. And I think, you know, this, and again, saving saving the tearing off, the, the, the losing of the coat for the lip sync mm-hmm. was smart, right? So I think I think you, you use what you have. She waited to reveal that, you know, it's also a stunning outfit without the cape jacket thing for the lip sync, which is cool. You know, I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's my thought. It's stunning. Black and blue. Chirp See? for me. It's chirp. Chirp here as well. Jasmine Kennedy, gold 60s, LeMay. What do we think? Pageant? What about that felt forehead? Oh. Gorgeous. I think this it, is- it remind, I, I, <laughs> We were talking about boobs on the Zoom last night because I think I, I showed you all my boobs. Yes, and, and they're stunning. And then and they're then, famously and, but, stunning, but, right? But, I mean, I think yeah. I think you were like famously known for your boobs, which I, I'm not saying I was, that to and, to objectify you, but I feel like that's something that's like in the known universe. Yes, I, I will. It is. I will. It is. It is in canon. Um, uh, but I I was like well, I was specifically showing like my because I had a breast reduction scars and Nicole went. I'm sorry to clarify. You had those reduced? <laughs> this is after a reduction? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Jasmine Kennedy's uh, breasts reminded me of my own in that moment. Yes. I have now become such a breastplate queen, not because I necessarily like them. Like, I have ones that are just, like, normal size. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have really big ones just because I don't want to shave my chest anymore. Oh, that's a nice Because underneath all this, I'm a very hairy Middle Eastern. Yes. Queen. 
So and you're, it's just like Rachel, and now cutie. I've showed you my boobs. So. You're cutie in both uh, gender oh, God. expressions. Gorgeous. Yes. So I just so I think you know smart. I, I, I breastplate smart, especially she did a great job hiding it. I think it's interesting. I've noticed in the UK show, and I don't know if this is UK drag or something like the girls don't even attempt to hide the seams of the breastplate. They're like running around like yeah, with like all the seams everywhere. Which you know maybe that's just a cultural yeah. thing. But I think she did a great job hiding the seams, which I it, to me matters. Um, I'm not saying I always do a great job of it, but I love that she did that. Uh, I think the dress is pretty. I think um, one thing that was tough for me is because the cape was the exact same fabric as the dress, uh-huh. it was hard, sometimes hard to see the silhouette. And part of that's also yep. the way the lights in the camera are. But I, right. certain angles I could tell what was happening in the dress. And other angles it was like, is this just a gold blob? You know, it's one of those things where if the cape had been... I don't know what lighter, darker. I could have maybe seen like the, her shape a little bit better because it's also even like closer. lined. If there was a liner on the yeah, because also because the the gold is like a champagne gold that's very similar to her skin tone. Which yes. again, it's all very beautiful. But like, I'm almost like, what if she'd taken off the cape? Then I could have seen her body a little bit more. That was just a yes. Thought. It's gorgeous, but, it's but I won't remember this look in a couple weeks. No. That's okay. Then that's okay. Drag is hard. Um, it's still a chirp. Felt foreheads. Wow, they're back. 20, 20 seasons a year, so right. we can do what we can. Maddie headless Marie Tweenit. I love it. I do love Concept it. Concept is great. I think the execution is good. I think that the choice of material for this Marie Antoinette dress is not good. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, if you... Imagine if the head wasn't on, she wasn't holding the head, mm-hmm. what would you think of this runway outfit and the hair? Yeah, the dress is weird. Mm. Yeah, the dress is very um, curtains from a South Carolina diner. Exactly, right? I think yeah. I think it's like, again, the concepts, and she's doing, executed so well and the silhouette's perfect and the head is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I would just be like, wait a minute. It, the dress itself is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's getting points for execution for sure, and the I mean that literally. Great. And it's funny, and it's I funny. Was, mm. <laughs> what do you think, Rachel? Yeah, I mean, I've seen this. I've seen this bit. This is like a Halloween costume bit where it looks like sure, you, you're totally. carrying your own head, right? Um, but I like the twist that it's Marie Antoinette carrying her own head. So I think it's very, it's very cool. I'm, I think I'm maybe un, unfairly comparing it to, um, oh recent season of UK circus freak challenge. Oh, Pythia in Canada. Pythia on Canada. Like, show. I, I'm comparing it to yeah. that where it's like, I've never seen that before. Well, that was executed this, like, so well. And I thought oh, Pythia's makeup God. was incredible and yes. everything was done so well. So yeah, if you compare these two, which is like kind of like a sight gag, yeah. it's this one still, I still believe the gag, but the, the details of the dress for me are really like this dress. If it, if if she didn't wasn't holding her head, she'd be red for filth for this dress because this dress is not cute. That's it's true. Like, yeah, the flats could be better too. I understand they have to be flats too because she's like holding her legs. Um, but wait, it, what, so what is the what are what is the because she looks shorter she's than this like, Halloween costume. She's, she's bent holding over. her legs, right? Hunched over, like holding, holding oh. underneath her like quads, if you will, and then walking. She's walking like this. Like, oh, like squatting almost. Yeah, she's like yeah. in a squat, and she's like this. Yeah. She's like, okay. as, as I'm demonstrating on the Zoom, the audience won't see. But she's she's literally, it's she's shame, like, It's a know. perfect demonstration. I was, <laughs> and then her hands are like up here, right? So she's, yeah. she's doing uh, that see. kind of a thing. And then I think, I'm assuming it's a backpack that has the mannequin. Yeah. So it's like a backpack that's holding up the mannequin, and then the dress goes on over it. 
Okay. That's Great. what I And Dita Von Tees is mad that she stole this look from her. Fun fact on the internet, floating around the internet. Oh, well, actually, can you pull up Dita's so we can look at it? Because I bet Dita's had a little bit better dress. But let's probably, look. See, probably. Like, let's, well, well, we can look at it later. But I'm okay, just, yeah, I'll find it. I, I can't mess with VH1.com or else yeah, don't, we'll watch don't Blue Bloods Don't change it. We'll watch Blue Bloods for the rest of our lives. Angeria, Paris Van Michaels. <sighs> Chocolate it's ruby red. so beautiful. This is perfect. I love I this color. Be- but, oh, see what I'm saying about the contrast of the cape? Yes. When she just held held open her cape, you can see you can yeah. still see the silhouette of her body because Perfect. it's a different material. It's a little darker, so then her body really shines in the middle, and you see those beautiful curves Ugh. and swerves. The um, dimensions and types. The of dimension red. is beautiful. The face is stunning. I mean, she's such a just so Ugh. wow. Nails. I mean, it's she's really giving it to you. And then on top of it, you know, in this episode, you find out just how funny and charming she is. It's like at this point. You know, she clearly won this episode in many ways, not just for the talent, but just, you know, for just being all around beautiful and charming and funny. Mm-hmm. Chirp. Kaka. Love it. <laughs> She's amazing. I'm just, I'm really, when someone has this level of like personality and humor and they're just like fucking knocking everything else out of the park, it's, it's such, it's such a joy. Yeah. yeah. Lady Camden. Giving us Burning Man, uh, uh, Mirage, if you will, Peacock, Tress, Flamingus. I don't know what bird this is. Yeah, so I guess, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's like if the assignment is show us who you are, I guess she did. Like, because mm-hmm. this is very this is very similar to her entrance look, at least color palette wise. Mm-hmm. You know, same, like the, the bright cotton candy peak hair. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of like icy tones. Manic pixie you know, girl. Like, yeah, very like music festival, mm-hmm. you know, the earmuffs or headphones, whatever they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, like I said in the beginning, I liked the entrance look more, even uh-huh. though this does have the gag of the peacock feathers. For some reason, it, it, it to me, it looked like the the girl at the music festival who's like, look at this outfit I brought. Friend. <laughs> and, I think like, she and literally like, said that on the runway. <laughs> right. I, I so good for her. I mean, I think she did what she wanted. Maybe not. I, I'll, I'll leave it at as that. I like the entrance look more. Yeah, I'm going to burp it. Um, I just don't like it. I don't know. It's silly. I almost thought she would have been in the bottom for this, personally. But it, it's still pretty. I just was like, I don't know if I care about this. Yeah. And maybe if we, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's what still do you, what do you think, an elevated, stunning drag. I mean, the jewels. It's beautiful, and she's her makeup's so gorgeous, and the body is still banging, and the, the you know it, it, the mechanically it all worked. Like the the feathers all popped up. You know, we've seen that not happen on the show before, where the gag doesn't even work, and then it's even worse. But this worked, and she definitely did what she wanted to do. Um, again, it just also here actually this is what's bothering about it is I associate this kind of a look with music festival culture and mm. I associate musical festival music festival culture with straight culture. Yes. Like yes, I think yes, yes. I think of this as like a very mm. straight person's thing. Like I think I, even I'm though feeling I, the same thing. Even though I know there are queer mm. people who go to these kind of festivals and there certainly are queer women who dress like this and queer men who dress like this and queer non-binary people who dress like this. I just associate this kind of I agree. thing with like this isn't for us. Is even it though praise it's almost like praising straight culture. <laughs> But again, that's just in my head. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if there's anything actually like inherently straight about music festivals. I just think of them as like, oh, this is the chance for straight people to wear fun things. Whereas, like in my life, I can wear something fun 
any night at the club, you know? Yeah. I don't know if, if maybe, maybe what this also needed is like, I'm a little bit of like, I'm that dumb bitch at a music festival yeah. as opposed to you could literally, you could wear this to a music festival as you were saying and fit right in as opposed to like, I'm that dumb whore at a music festival whose hat mm. gets in the way of seeing the stage right. and I took too much Molly and I'm like a some storytelling fucking loser. Yeah, right? yeah, story yeah. She's like covered in bubble foam. You know what I mean? Like and almost like half of her, like that would give like, oh look, there's okay, there's like a little bit of humor here to this like party festival girl. Mm. Yeah, like this, you could just see it like, I mean, or even like Burning Man. I mean, I know that it's perceived as straight culture, but I, I've i never been to a music festival. I haven't so either, I don't, but I also don't perceive you as part of straight culture. Same. <laughs> you know what? I don't perceive myself as part of straight culture either. And You literally did a musical theater television show for yeah. multiple seasons yeah, yeah. on TV. Jackie, that is maybe one of the top five uh, biggest compliments I've ever gotten is that I'm not part of straight culture. That what a what a fucking high honor. That's great. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. I don't know. I assume, but it's nice to hear. It is nice. Diabetti. My God, this wig is gorgeous. The wig is truly stunning. The outfit's beautiful. Um, yes. And as we see later, the problem is that this is not an outfit that's easy to lip sync in. Yeah. You know, and that's that's one of those things where. It, 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 that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? You know, you you gotta <sighs> that rip. Yeah, I almost wonder if because there's a rip in the back, if she should have put some more rips in it and made it more of a thing. Um, yeah. Oh, I, the rip. That's right. Yeah, big mm. rip. Um, I don't know. It really is gorgeous. I love that it's strappy. It's platy. They call it punky, and it is. Uh, the hair is unbelievable, but um, yeah, very like Vivian Westwood, like <laughs> drag Vivian Westwood. I see that. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll um, I have a question later about the lip sync, but we'll get to the lip sync. Let's talk about it, because I have had y'all on Zoom for too long, and I feel bad. So there's a moment in the lip sync where she appears to scratch herself and draw blood. Mm-hmm. Is that a gimmick, or did she inadvertently scratch herself and draw blood? I thought it was a gimmick. I okay. Think it's a gimmick. I, I think it was a gimmick. I'm 90% sure, but it wasn't all over her yeah and it was just one and it was just one kind of quick moment as opposed to like really all over her I wonder face how she did it she could have she could have just like dipped her fingernails in like red lipstick and done that you That's know, like she could have done a couple. Yeah, things. I also was alarmed at first. I was like, "Oh no, did she hurt herself? Oh, it must be." I a got bag. worried that she, like, in the adrenaline of the moment, yeah. fucked herself up. Totally. <sighs> we'll have to read the exit interviews uh, to to just to, to determine the truth. But I would I would guess she just you know she. You have an idea that you're going to be in the bottom before you go, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the only thing I ever did was right before the Kill the Lights lip sync with Heidi, I like ran and got knee pads and put them underneath my jumpsuit I was wearing. So I was like, I think I'm lip syncing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there was an option. People always ask me this firework. There was an option for that thing to be a reveal, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I decided not to do that a, and I didn't. Yeah. I just decided that wasn't what I was going to do. Right. Um, but the, 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 the designer, yeah. the designer built that into the look, you know, and that's so the, the designer just decided to do that without, you know, knowing what was going to happen or anything. Um, so yeah, I don't know if she decided to do that right. Like she like, you know, right before Untucked, she just, like, grabbed some red lipstick and just, like, you know, put it on her nail so that she would have it. I, I don't know. You know, you don't know. Yeah. How far in advance do you get the lip sync songs? We get them, at least on my season. I don't know if it's been the same way for every season. We had an iPod full of a bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, more songs than we used in the show. And the 
people always think like they decide like right away once they know who's in the bottom two, but no, they, they decide the minute we leave after de-dragging from the previous episode. So after we erase the lip sync message and the, they show the de-dragging, then they give us the um, lip sync for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So we have like two days to like really focus in and learn it. So after it, and I should know, I should know this. I feel like this has been said on the show before, but after you film a runway day, do you have a day off after? Depending on the day of the week. So Saturday and Sunday are non-camera days. That doesn't mean we have the day off. Mm. So if uh, usually we film every episode, at least in season 12, we filmed every episode in two days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are two episodes. And then Friday to oh. Monday is also an episode. And usually those Friday to Monday episodes are when we do a bigger episode, like a rusical or something, and yeah, we'll I do an mean, off-camera day. Oh, my um, God. Sounds for rehearsal so as well, so we have like we have like no oh time. Oh my god, off. we're so excited! We're, oh, so we're you don't you don't have a day? Oh my god, that's awful! So there's no day off. We have like we had like every we had like Sunday off for sure almost every week, and then every other week we would have the full weekend off. But it, it's never really off because they give right. you homework. They tell you what the lip sync is, yeah. or they'll give you a preview to what the next challenge is. Um, sometimes depending on the challenge, like for example, they asked us to pitch um, to tell them our the things we were going to be advertising with for the advertisement challenge two episodes in advance so that the props department could make them. Wow. So we had to like decide what those things were ahead of time and like tell the people to make them so like they could have my Merkins, they could have like Crystal's mullets, they could yeah. have all those things by the time we filmed the episode. Of course. So there's no downtime. You're you you get home after 10 Someone's pounding on your door at 7 a.m. to wake you up, and in between then you're working on a lip sync or the next challenge oh or God. whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why by the end we're so, like, cuckoo. Like, I would cry of at course. the, I would cry, like, at the drop of a hat. Like, it, you're so exhausted and running on adrenaline. And because each challenge, challenge uses a different part of your brain, you know, you go from, like, designing to, like, writing a one-woman show to improv to singing and dancing like your your brain is creatively stretched in so many different directions off of a really short period of time and in a really high adrenaline environment that I was having trouble like forming sentences after filming season 12 like my partner was like you it's hard to talk to you <laughs> because I could it like my ability to speak was like incapacitated from the frying that my brain had gone through from doing the show yeah. Oh my God. That's like, I mean, it's sleep deprivation. It's like you're training to be a Navy, a fabulous Navy SEAL. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's cuckoo. I mean, something like we, we, we made fun of Aiden a little bit in our season because she was sleeping a lot. Like she would sleep in the workroom all the time. But by the end, we were all sleeping. Like yeah. the minute the cameras were down, I was asleep. Like I wow. got in full the kitty cat quick drag for that mini challenge and I didn't really know what I was going to do. I just put on this cat outfit and I fell asleep sitting in full cat drag waiting for whatever them to set up the, the litter box. <laughs> and in my dream, I dreamed that I was Eartha Kit and I woke up and went on to the litter box and decided I was Eartha Kit. Like, <laughs> Because I was delirious. Like, I didn't know what was happening. And I was like, well, it happened in a dream. It's probably a good idea. I literally, like, dreamed it and then did it. Because my, my I, I, what else do you have to go on? Your, your yeah. mental facilities are gone. Oh, my God. This is crazy. This is like Shutter Island shit. This is like, like, lo- edge of sanity. Are you awake? Are you dreaming? Nightmare shit. This is a great idea for a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. That you're on some sort of reality show and you're sleep deprived and you can't, there's like a, there's a black swan there's a kind of dark comedic black swanness to reality. Yes. Reality, you, you do lose. Uh, like, I mean, and I again, I think of myself as a very rational person, and I access my rational mind as much as I can. But you lose a little bit of grip of reality doing the show because you just, it's you're constantly, you know, on, and like mm-hmm. you you wake up every morning and you're on set by eight, and before Ruben even gets there, you're in your interview outfit talking about the next day or the previous day, or sometimes you're back revisiting things from a few episodes ago they didn't get you to talk about. Um, so that happens, and that's the first part of the day, and then whatever happens with Rue happens, and then, you know, it, it's all, you know, you're just trying to hold it together, and you're just trying to muscle through. Yeah. Um, and then, again, also at some point, you just surrender. Like, by the last few episodes, I just kind of was like, Hey, whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. Uh, to, to your point about Maddie Morphosis not thinking she was going to win. By the time I had been in the bottom two for a second time during the makeover challenge, I was like, I'm not going to win this thing, but I'm going to have as much fun and do whatever I can. Which to me let some of the pressure go because I was like, I've said everything I ever wanted to say about me and my drag. Um, so that helped a little, but it's still cuckoo because you're like, well, I don't want to do a bad job. I still want to do everything I can, you know, it's, um, there's no way to fully comprehend what my brain was like by the end of the filming. Mm-hmm. I'm it's, fascinated. It's like you had, it's like you have, you're, you had a newborn too. Yeah. That's like you're right. I love this. It, it's between sleeping and dreaming. Oh, it's such a good, and for what it's yeah. worth, I am going to be writing a spooky, this is my, I'm going to write, a, I'm writing a spooky knives out style drag queen murder mystery. Um, and one of the main themes is like everyone is two suspects, right? Because as a drag queen, you are two people. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Interesting. The, yes. the, the, the disassociative really personality distorted that lives in all of us. I mean, certainly, I mean, I think drag is a great way to express some of, you know, a different side of your personality. What probably helped me is that I do think of Jackie as like the best version of me. Mm-hmm. Like she's like she is more poised. She's. I think a little more eloquent, you know, she, she, so it helps being her for mm-hmm. me. Cause it's something, it's like, I can like ground, I've been, you know, I'm doing it for 11 years now. It's like, I know how to access her. I've been on sets before where people are like, wow, you're able to just like, when you're in drag, like you can just kind of do it. Um, you know, cause your body just gets so used to this character that in some ways has her own mind that kind of says things her own certain way. Uh, and so that was always, that helped me. Yeah, that helped me just having the grounding of a character that I knew really well intimately. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, it was. It's a. It's a very weird mind game. I think what you should. We, you should definitely make a show where it's like different kinds of reality people thrown together. Like you have like mm. the you know, Omarosa type. You mm. know, you have something where it's like, and now you're mm. all losing sense girl. of reality. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, one of those. You know, uh, I think there could, there's something there of That's like fascinating. what your mind goes so, through. Well, and just like is reality TV reality, if you're sleep deprived, uh-huh. you you don't know what's real and 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 what's a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, people it's great. P- people will always get on Britta for being frustrated at Aiden. And like I think what's really hard to remember, there's two things going on. One, we're in this environment that's not real, right? So you're being as real as you can under very fake pretenses. Like this is not real life. In real life, you don't, you aren't locked in a room at night. In real life, you go back to your partner, you go back to your support system, you go back to like your real life if you have a stressful day at work. You don't have mm-hmm. that on Drag Race. And so, you know, 
you react to things in such a different way than you maybe would otherwise. And at the same time, there's another part of your brain that's also like, I'm on TV. Part of my job is to talk about things that I maybe wouldn't talk about. You know, I think that's something that people get on Housewives for, people get on us for, people get on people Mm -hmm. who are on reality television. It's like, well, why did you have to say something? And I'm like, people say things because it's their job to. And Mm -hmm. off camera, there's a producer saying, why don't you guys talk about this moment right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's always happening. That's always happening. And the fans know that, but then they forget. You know, they forget that like, Prior to whatever blow up that happens, someone goes, hey, can you guys talk about this moment? Why don't you share uh, your feelings about this moment? Where mm-hmm. like in real life, you maybe wouldn't. People yeah. forget that. So then everything is heightened and you're sleep deprived. It's, it's like a very. And it's a psychological experiment because you want the, they always prove this in psychological experiments. You want the experiment to succeed even when you know it's an experiment. So people like, mm. when like people are being hypnotized, for example, they're like, I'm being hypnotized. They're like, there's some psychology in your brain that wants the experiment to succeed because you feel too much pressure to make it fail. So like oh, you're, well, you're yeah. more forthgiving probably and you're like, yes, she did make me mad. <laughs> sure, I mean, it's, it's all of it, right? It's also the, there's just so much pressure. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a, the, the reason this show is won so much is because you're taking you know, an art form that's very broad, right? Mm-hmm. Drag is such a beautifully broad art form that can incorporate so many different kinds of artists mm-hmm. and you're putting artists in a high pressure environment and allowing that to explode or or explode in a good way or explode in a bad way. You know, yeah. I think there for every firework there's like a bomb, right? So it's like it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a it, it, there's a there's a reason why we're still talking about it on this only drag Thank podcast. you. Thank you. And we should we should wrap up because my god, I've taken too much of your time and I loved every second of it. The lip sync was great. Very hard lip sync to lip sync to. I think that's one of the hardest lip sync songs I've ever seen in the world of drag. It's a tough uh, one. They both did great. One. It's a tough one. It's a tough. They both did great. Um, I'm also. I don't know what happens, but I, I am hopeful that this isn't the last we've seen of Diabetti because I do think she's fabulous, and I, I hope we see more of her. Same. Hey, but I don't know what happens. Jackie, where can we see more of you? How can we support you? And I mean Venmo, Cash App. Oh, my God. The way, like, literally, where can we support you? Because, you're, you know, Omicron is affecting all drag performers. That is tea. I was supposed to be in Canada this week. Uh, it's pushed out to the spring, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, uh, so, yeah, Jackie Cox NYC across all platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if I ever move, I'll have to spend a lot of time redoing all my social handles. But uh, Jackie Cox <laughs> NYC on everything. And... Um, yeah, that's where I post, like, if I'm doing shows or whatever. Um, still taking Jackie Vision out and about. Um, yes. And then I'll have a new show probably this summer. Great. Um, it's going to be an idea I'm going to steal from Rachel Bloom. I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck! Fuck! Um, I think Fuck. you should. I think you should. Damn it! <laughs> Rage, what do you want to plug before we say ta-ta? Um, I mean, I'm just remind myself to buy some of your merch, Jackie, because that's how I like to support. Oh my God. Uh, some of well, my- if, if you do buy something, let me know and I'll have my team send a couple extra goodies for you. Oh, Yay. okay. I'm honestly probably right after this going to buy some merch because some of my favorite articles of anything I own are drag queen yes. specifically the Tamisha Amon high tops. Yes. I, also uh, I, was, I also own those. I, they're so comfortable, right? Comfortable. <laughs> they're the most comfortable high tops I've ever worn in my life and then the Laganja Stranja cropped sweatshirt. Mm, she has great mm. merch. Is 
It goes with it goes with fucking everything. Anyway, uh, where can you see me? Oh, I don't know. Instagram. Okay. And there's there's some cool there's some stuff coming up this year. I don't know. Maybe I'll get back on Twitter to to like, or maybe I won't. Anyway, you can just check out okay. my Instagram. That's eh, pretty. It's a pretty reliable yeah. place to hear about things. I, I'm filming a. a I'm going to be on a TV show that starts yes. filming in March, but I don't know when it premieres. So. Okay. Eh. Well, stay tuned. We'll have to stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey, if you're listening, support Drag Her Podcast by going to our Instagram, Drag Her Podcast. We'll have all their lovely links in the pod description. If you like this podcast, give us five stars on Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, write a review. It helps keep the lights on uh, 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 because, you know, we have such a such weight in our backs as the only gay uh, outlet talking about gay stuff available <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Hey, Drag Her listeners, you are in for a treat because this episode was too, too fun. So damn fun that we had to turn it into two episodes. So get excited for a Drag Her exclusive with Miss Jackie Cox and Rachel Bloom. Ooh, get into it. That was a HeadGum original. 